0: Welcome to another episode of the House of Indie. My name is Joey Galvez, and this is the first one of 2022. And I've got some amazing creators on the show. I have Will Tempest and Jacob Free from Cities of Magic. How's it going, guys? Jacob, how are you doing, man? Doing
1: really good. I'm very excited to be here. It's very nice to be talking to you gents this morning. Well, morning for me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And 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 uh, Will's yeah, calling yeah. from, uh, from a, a, a wonderful place. Uh, how's it going, Will? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good.
2: Um, yeah, thanks for having us on. I'm excited to sort of talk through this, and yeah, I'm in Edinburgh, so it's afternoon for me. Just had lunch.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, so first of all, um, tell me a little bit about this book. You guys have Cities of Magic coming out from Scout here in March, and I had the opportunity to read this. Um, but if you guys, if one of you guys can give us uh, the quick synopsis of this book, really quick, so that the people who don't know what the book is about can know.
1: The quick, the quick synopsis. Um, Go for it, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I've been saying is that Cities of Magic is a future fantasy Western about one cowboy who does not like magic in a world of magic. And he gets involved <laughs> in a giant magic war, which is never a good place for a, a person who doesn't like magic to be involved in.
0: So that yeah, that's a great great synopsis, man. Because when I read it on uh, like previews world and all that stuff, and they say you got a gun-toting drifter who wanders through old York City. This is this is set in 150 years into the future, and. Everything that we know now is, you know, gone and it's a relic of the old world. So, so uh, tell me a little bit about how, how you guys kind of, uh, you know, uh, traveled this kind of world building uh, universe together, especially you guys being so far away from each other. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. I mean, I think it, I think it sort of helped. I don't know how, you know, how Will feels about this, but like, Will, have you, ever have you ever been to New York?
2: I've never been to New York. So, so okay. I'm glad my, you said that. Although you see it so often in films and TV. I feel like I feel like I have been there, but, uh, one day <laughs> I,
1: I think, no, I, honestly, I, I really do think like there's like this really interesting, uh, you know, like synthesis of like sensibilities going on. Cause I, I live, I live in New York. Um, but the place will and I created, doesn't look like it, uh, you know, for the most part, obviously, mm-hmm. um, some buildings remain in our, in our comic book, but I think coming at it, uh, from the futuristic perspective, the fantasy perspective, and also the fact that like Will is obviously you know drawing from a, a whole different geographical reality mm-hmm. um, uh, with obvious reference and stuff like has made I hope the the book look a lot more unique than uh, it would have had had it been me and perhaps someone else in in New York, doing it uh, mm-hmm. from what we see out the window. So I actually think it really helps the, the distance. Um, I, I, I would be interested to hear what Will thinks, though.
2: No, I think I agree. Um, and I think uh, something that we talked about from the beginning was making sure this wasn't sort of the blown up wasteland, you know, run, you know, destroyed buildings and stuff. We really mm-hmm. wanted it to feel a bustling metropolis it's overgrown It's it's, you know vibrant with life um and i think with that in mind there are the land you know there are the landmarks there of course but a lot of the other stuff is essentially buried underneath so you know so much more building on top of it uh you know houses on the sides of what would have been skyscrapers you know this sort of this sort of thing um yeah yeah,
1: it's a great way to, to put it. Mm-hmm. And I
2: think this the Statue
1: of Liberty image on, on the cover of issue one mm-hmm. is like a great sort of encapsulation yeah. of that idea. You know, we thought, what will these places look like not only just 150 years from now, so obviously there's the degradation of the physical artifacts, um, but in a place where people now have the ability to do all this uh, unbelievable magical stuff, what what will they choose to live like? And so we mm-hmm. thought about, like Will said, that houses, you know, spiraling up these magnificent structures, and and things like, you know, like clotheslines running from these places, and, mm-hmm. and giant magic engines. And so I think, uh, which is, you know, part of the reason why our the all of our covers for the series are not like action splash pages or anything. They're all snapshots of not just old York City, but different parts of of the cities of magic, yeah. um, buildings, subway stops, things like that we really wanted to get into the idea of this is like not just a, an action story but like a almost like an anthropological examination of mm-hmm. all the stuff how are people yeah, living?
0: absolutely yeah, and it it is the, the the visuals in this book are, are amazing uh, the, the pellets that you guys work with uh are very very like uh easy on the eyes and it's got this almost like this the sepia tones with with some purples and some greens and blues it's really gorgeous when you look at it and it definitely is a really solid first issue but i want to know how you guys you know came up with this story where were you guys drawing from?
1: So many, so many damn places. I almost forget them now. I, I was thinking, not to digress too much, but I was thinking, uh, I was looking at like my original email to Will the other day. I think it's like, too, four, <laughs> like what is that, like four years ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. So we've been, we've been working on this book for forever. Like I wow. was in a such a different, literally physically pay, uh, place when I mm-hmm. started this and now it, so much has happened. But um, I think, initially uh on my on my side of things when i when it was just you know before i spoke to will and i was just in my own head thinking about this kind of stuff there were two ideas that were driving a lot of the that early creation um and one was that i wanted to do a book um that was less just like jake's weird ideas and more like something that other people might be interested in (laughs) so you know i was looking at a lot of what was was successful on on places like kickstarter or in the indie scene um and seeing the, what people found to be like commercially viable. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, it's not, a, I don't mean that cynically. I mean, like, what's interesting to people? And I thought, like, well, people love Westerns and people love fantasy stuff. So what mm-hmm. if you just, what if you just combine that? And that was, that was really like the most basic version of it. But also, I, am a huge, you know, Sergio Leone fan and Corbucci and, uh, Clint Eastwood and like all, all those, um, foundational Western stories. Um, just speak to me on like a, a you know, a, a narr- like a very primal narrative level, like this guy wandering through a town and getting into trouble. And I thought, well, you know, like maybe, the, you know, maybe that's your entryway into this. And then, and then for me, like, you know, seeing Will's artwork before we, you know, before we started talking, before he was interested, um, I think having a partner who's able to, you know, bring some sort of, reality to what you're describing uh helps and it and then inspires you to like really think about how things work and will will came up with a lot of like the early ideas about like the mechanical aspect of how things worked that i was just like oh my god like you know thank you because there's just to me it was just like yeah they're going to shoot magic at people but that that, again that would be going back to like you've seen that a million times so Mm -hmm. i think you know will Will can talk us through a little bit more of like that aspect and certainly his influences but for me like Mm -hmm. the having will then bounce back some of that influence to me really like I also to, you know, trying to keep pace with Will is, is a challenge all of of its own. So like, I really had to bring my A game, but yeah, it was, it was Westerns. It was trying to like fuse two interesting, like commercial ideas together um, in a way that I could explain it to someone like future fantasy Western guy who doesn't like magic. Bam. Uh, But yeah, that's, that's, that was where I was coming from in the beginning
0: well I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about about the artwork here a little bit um, I want to know the conversations that you guys talked a little bit about the conversations here between the two of you uh discussing the uh the artwork and 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 how it's going to look how do those conversations look because this is a very unique uh way to portray a, portray a story like this and 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 sometimes things can get lost in you know just in just in English language <laughs> you know it's it's hard wow. to portray these things especially when you're not physically in front of each other, so how did you guys, you know, break that barrier? Number one, and how, what were those conversations like? I mean, I think
2: um, we just had a good back and forth from the beginning. Uh, we took some time to, um, from Jacob giving me the initial sort of pitch or whatever, um, that, and it did just sort of click in my head that immediately I couldn't help but start thinking of. All right. Well, where does where so this magic? Like, how how does this work then? You know, we want this to be a physical thing. There's got to be containers for it. There's got to be, you know, devices that use this thing. So we need to look in. You know, and we just started thinking about all these different avenues of just getting carried away, essentially. Um, and I think that was yeah, that was just it. We just sort of I'd do some sketches, send it over. Jacob be like, yeah, this looks cool. You know. Then you'd send me some ideas of, oh, what about if we did something? What would a unicorn look like in this world? You know, and then I'd sort of draw that up and go, oh yeah. But I also drew like a minotaur as well. Like, what (laughs) do you think of this? So we just had, yeah, those first sort of month, couple of like month or so, or Mm -hmm. something like that, of just sort of, yeah, just having fun with it really, and just going a bit crazy in this world we were figuring out. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, you have a drifter and he's obsessed with the analog and, and everybody's got this, you know, this is a world of magic now and everything's kind of evolving and things are changing. You have magic engines and, and things of such. Jacob, you discussed about how you, you are are a big, huge Clint Eastwood fan. And definitely this, this drifter very much reminds me of a Clint Eastwood kind of character or, or, you know, so this, this lone ranger kind of guy. So, so where's this direction going to be going here with this, this character?
1: Sure. Yeah. That's a great question. The, so I think like, The this like pre-production process that Will was just talking about um, was really helpful for like all this world building we needed to do because, you know, it's only 150 years. Um, I mean, obviously, a lot can happen in that time, but we really needed to figure out like what the status quo of this world was like. Is there like a federal government still Mm -hmm. in the United, what used to be the United States? Like, do they have any foreign relations like that, that kind of thing? Um and what and the, like we said, what's the day-to-day? Um and it and it did become very complicated because you know we were thinking like not just what did the city look like, but how do people actually use magic? And we'll mm-hmm. came up with this awesome idea, like you know, like almost like hotkeys, like people would get tattoos of magic glyphs oh. and to activate them, you know, they could input sort of different combinations and things like that, which is again like another way we we try to differentiate mm-hmm. from classic depictions of magic. But as it as it grew and grew like you know it it occurred to me that perhaps like we needed a simple character to bring us into that world mm-hmm. who was if not confused by it at least wasn't part of it and could not overtly explain it to the reader but say like these guys are these guys are weird like i don't like this <laughs> this stuff doesn't make sense uh, or or look at them sort of with a, a sort of disdain because of how decadent and lazy they he mm-hmm. thinks they've become because now they could do everything with magic. Mm-hmm. So Lev, um the 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 drifter who got, you know who is unnamed in the first issue I'm technical spoiler. Um, <laughs> it is, is, the, is the entry into that world. Uh, he he doesn't want to have anything to do with magic and he has built up in his mind this idealized past where people actually had to sort of work to get the benefit of their labor, you know, they like actually had to do some mechanical action to get yield some process, uh, the result of some process. Um, but he also doesn't really understand it because he's much too young. You know, he's in his mid twenties, and we're talking about something 150 years beforehand. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know what an iPhone is. He doesn't know he doesn't know what a uh, a computer or a tablet or an Xbox or or Twitter mm-hmm. or any of that stuff is. <laughs> he might have read about it. He might have yeah. heard about it. He thinks, oh, wouldn't it be great? to go on Twitter and talk you know talk about whatever bullshit is bothering you that day. Uh, so he doesn't know how terrible Twitter actually is. And that and that became a kind of joke. Like he wants to wear graphic t-shirts and mm-hmm. he likes the idea of wearing jeans, but he doesn't even he can't even get his hands on them. So he, mm-hmm. he comes into our story looking for essentially antiques. He's he's an antiquer. Lev is an antiquer. Um, and I think um, putting him into this really vast, complicated, magical Conflict that goes back decades that he has again no understanding of will be really interesting for a story because how's it, how's a person supposed to survive in that situation? He has a he has a gun with six bullets in it, and these mm. guys are able to create these massive, you know, hard light structures and swords and all sorts of really powerful magical stuff. What's mm. a guy with a gun going to do in that situation? Of course, we had to come up with an answer because there's five issues <laughs> of it, but um, <laughs> but that 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 really was like hope, the hope that we could kind of enter into the world uh with a guy who, who wasn't a uh an expert magician and who could kind of walk us through it a little bit
0: awesome so we're gonna take a quick little break here but but i want to talk a little bit and and number one uh antiquing is is like really dangerous man i don't
1: <laughs> it's dangerous <laughs> yeah, my, my partner is very much into old stuff and buying it at at large in large quantities
0: uh yeah Same here. Same here. I can get in trouble if I go uh, go antiquing with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty dangerous and it's not her. It's, it's usually me. <laughs> I, I'm, I, and, and what's funny is when you go to those really cool spots, they usually have some really cool old school, like reader copies of some like comic books. You're like, awesome. yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that's always great. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the creative process um, because I need to know, um, You know, obviously you guys talked a little bit about this being almost four years in the making. So I don't know, you know, uh, how many iterations that it went through from then till now that it's actually finally getting printed through a publisher. So let's, when we come back, we'll talk about that. Alright, we're back, and we're still here with Jacob Free and Will Tempest. They are the creative team on Cities of Magic that is out in March. What, what is it? March uh, March, first, 16th. March 16th. And uh, you guys can definitely go ahead and grab that. It is in pre-order now. Uh, I will drop all the uh, links and all that good stuff in the, in the uh, show notes. But before we went on the break, uh, I asked you a question about the uh, creative process here. Um, let's go ahead and uh, dive deep into this, man. So I i didn't even know a little bit about that this has been it four years in the making right so how many different iterations did this go through uh that's a good question um <laughs> so we yeah
1: we, i think and you know, will correct me if i'm wrong like once we once we got through that pre-production phase like we kind of everything felt very final in terms of designs and yeah, uh who the characters were and stuff like that um in terms of like the the physical artifact that, that did actually wind up changing, not quite a bit, but there is a difference between the Kickstarter books and the Scout books. The, the Kickstarter books we kickstarted over the course of two different campaigns, issues one through three. Mm-hmm. And we released issues two and three as a double size special. So it's like, oh, a, wow. you know, a pretty hefty magazine, uh, with those two issues in it. And it was kind of like, you know, it, it ends and then it picks right back up again. So it felt like a little bit more of like a, 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 a bigger episode of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the one hand, like, I think we were cognizant of the fact that we were asking certain people to buy the book again, uh, which is obviously a tough sell, especially mm-hmm. now, you know, now comics aren't like the, the cheapest things in the world. So mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that there was something there uh, for people who had already got the book to get again. So the the biggest thing, I think is the biggest difference and the coolest difference and what something I've always wanted to be a part of, uh is having backup stories in in the in the issues. Um and Will wrote wrote all of those. I I he I had nothing to do with those stories. Like Will came up with these these awesome like again snapshots of the world and he could talk about them a little bit more Mm. um and then we we worked with these like incredible artists to do these two or three or four page episodes in the back of the book so oh cool everything that stuff is all new Mm -hmm. um and we have a bunch of new back matter that um comes from a lot of the different rewards from our kickstarter books and we will and i also did a guidebook Mm -hmm. that was kind of like we imagine what they hand out to like the guy coming to old York city for the first time. (laughs) Like, this is what you need to know. Um, which Joey, I think I sent it to you, right? I sent that to you. Yeah. I I think, Um, I
0: think I saw a couple of things. There is one, one piece at the end of the book that I'm looking at in and it has like, uh, some spells and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we we also had people develop their own spells. So in many ways, like besides will and I, as you know, just, uh, I wouldn't even call us the sole creators at this point because we we actually like crowdfunded not just the making of the book but like the content of the book and Mm -hmm. uh for for the double-sized special we had people come up with their own magicians as well oh that's so cool we we put those in the back of the book and those will be in the scout issues as well but then we'll actually drew them as characters in the story in the in the final uh the fourth and fifth issue so like we really Open mm-hmm. this up to the to the world. Yeah. Um. And and the the Scout issues have all of that, plus the backups. And Will remastered a lot of his pages for print. And mm-hmm. uh, Andrea, our editor at Scout, uh, you know, did a lot of um, gave it the old once over. So like, <laughs> there were there were some spelling errors in that first that first version, and we've gotten <laughs> rid of those and, and and tightened up a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, there's probably there's probably stuff I didn't see Will do. Uh, from then to now, that um, that wound up in there too. So this is like the—I don't want to call it the director's cut because that makes it sound like you know a little <laughs> arrogant—but that's more or less what this is. I, I
0: is love that. Happy, Will? Will, can you can you uh, elaborate a little bit on on some of that stuff that you wrote there because that's really interesting and I I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah.
2: We sort of we were just talking about like what could we you know offer and it and again it was something that uh we've been speaking about anyway of uh where could this go what you know because it's just we can do we could do anything we've set this thing up there's so many different avenues we could go down um and we just yeah jacob was like you know what do you think about doing some shorts for you know the scout release um and yeah i was like yeah i'll give i'll give I'll get right in those for sure. I've already, you know, and I don't, cause I already had just been thinking about, oh, what about this? What about this? What's Central mm-hmm. Park look like? You know, this sort of stuff. So we, yeah, it was just an opportunity to take a little glimpse at other aspects of the world, uh, other aspects of uh, New York and how that looks in the world we've made. Um, so yeah, there's, there's sort of varying lengths, but uh, what was the long, well, how long was the longest one? The longest one is, is
1: four pages. And that, that's that it. one yeah. is the one by Tristan Wright, which is an, yes. an absolutely insane looking comic. Um, yeah. he re- he really, uh, they, I mean, everyone knocked it out of the park, but you know, when you have four pages to spend on it, you can mm-hmm. really see yeah. all the, all the, di- uh, the, the details.
2: And that's the, and this was the first time as well, that I've written for another artist. So, yeah, I had to send them to Jacob to uh, make them readable uh, <laughs> to interpret my my scrollings
0: into an actual an actual script. Really, really cool stuff. So do you guys have any um, plans to take those side stories and maybe run with them a little bit?
1: I think the, the, what we've said, you know, what we said from the beginning was, um, you know, this story is obviously self-contained. Um, but to, to Will's point you there's there's you could do anything in the mm-hmm. cities of magic world right you mm-hmm. can go anywhere um and i've often fantasized about like sort of flipping the the dynamic i i made will uh you know participate in the story about where i live i think if we ever do a sequel it should it should go across the pond. I think that would only That'd be, be cool. fair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it'd be great. It would, it would be really cool. But, but that's the kind of thing we could do. Like mm-hmm. we could do one in Edinburgh. We can do one in Tokyo. We could do one in Patagonia. We could do one in Antarctica. Like we mm-hmm. could go literally anywhere, maybe except for space, but actually
2: we could go to space. <laughs> uh, I won't say,
1: I won't say any more about that. <laughs> that would be a but,
0: cool idea, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But,
1: so what we always said was, you know, it, it took a lot of time and effort and work. Um, to get here uh let's let's put it out um and see how people react to it mm-hmm. if they if they love it that that's the conversation Then and, uh, and if it makes money will and i <laughs> will uh, will have you know and, and see where we can go from there um and if it doesn't i do think it will stand on its own always um, mm-hmm. and that would be great uh but but yeah that you know in terms of narrative it can go anywhere but format as well like we did a five issue Series, but there's no reason why we couldn't do uh, a, a 24-page one-shot or a 60-page novella, or mm-hmm. you know, like so all these different yeah. ways you can examine it. Um, so there's a lot of different entryways back into it if you wanted to. But I think it will depend on like uh, the the reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly for the in the direct market, and then we'll see what happens when it's in bookstores and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Super cool! I, I'm I'm really excited about this, and I and I feel like this is going to be a big hit um, once it hits the shelves, guys. Because a uh, lots of people are already talking about it, and, and the and just just from looking at the covers alone, people are like freaking out about it. And, and I've been I, and since I w- I was able to read it uh super early <laughs> the benefits of, of working for the publisher that you guys are working for <laughs> but uh I I was able to read an early version of it and it's awesome so and I've been really really uh, you know pumped up about it and I've been pushing it out there for everybody to kind of talk about it. And the people that I've been talking to have been reading some of the stuff I was able to talk to you Jacob a few days back uh, and and I published that and people Accepted they ha- It was a really good uh, 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 Feedback So I- I'm anticipating This being a really good uh, Good book here um, I'm really excited Very good Yeah I'm excited about it Yeah <laughs> That's great. (laughs) If if anything, you guys got one huge fan here. I'm I'm definitely going to be putting this one in my pool list. Um, For those who want to put it in your pool list, if you guys want, if you guys are ordering from from previews, it is J A N two two one six two one, and from Lunar, it is uh, zero one two two S C, as in Scout S -S 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 C two one six. All right, so you guys make sure you get that in the, uh, your pull list. Make sure you tell your LCS to grab it because this one's awesome. Thank you, Jacob and Will. Um, please, Jacob, will you please let everybody know where they can find you?
1: Yes. Okay, I am on Twitter, uh, Jacob underscore free. That's Jacob with a K. Um, my website is www.jacobfree.com. And those are the two spots. Um, I'll, I'll be you know keeping everybody apprised of Scout News on there as well. And yeah, I look forward to speaking to more people. All right. And Will, can where can they find you?
2: Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And I can't remember <laughs> what my handles are on there. But if you go to <laughs> willtempest.com, you, there's links to them from there.
0: Awesome, I think I think if you just do a uh, a a the correct spelling of both of your names, you guys should pop up. Yes. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, that should work. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome! Uh, thank you guys again for doing this and hanging out with me talking about Cities of Magic out March sixteenth uh, f- coming out from Scout. You guys make sure you get that in your proof uh, in your pull list. Thanks for
1: having us. Uh, yeah, you're, welcome.
0: You. you're welcome. You're I- welcome. I'm re- I'm ready for the whole thing, man. I can't I can't I can't even wait till March like that's I'm so upset at myself that I was able to read this this early because <laughs> I want I want more <laughs> that
1: means a lot I, we really appreciate it and thank you thank you for having us on and thank you for the enthusiasm for sure
0: thank you you're, you're welcome you're absolutely welcome and thank you guys for listening to the house of Indy right here on the geek collective and an age radio network we'll see you guys next time